guys, welcome back to a very special episode of the One Broke Actress podcast, an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, and I am bringing you a very special episode today because this is the kickoff of our new miniseries, The New Normal. What exactly is this, Sam? Great question. I felt like transitioning exactly into a new podcast season felt a little abrupt. It feels like we've been through a lot in the past 15, 16 months. Our lives have changed. Our industry has changed. I would be doing you a disservice if we didn't acknowledge all of these changes and the growth that has happened. I by no means want to shrug off the trauma and the sadness and the craziness that has happened over the last year. In fact, I want to talk about it. So that is exactly what we are going to do. In this mini-series, I'm going to bring you seven episodes all about life as we know it, how it's changed, how we've changed, and how we can cope best. We are talking about mental health. We are talking about physical health. We are talking mindset, casting, the new changes in taking classes online, how social media has changed our world. We are covering so much, and I can't wait to get started. So with that, let's jump right into our first episode of The New Normal, a One Broke Actress podcast miniseries. I am so excited to introduce you to our first guest, Amy McNabb. Amy is an actress in Los Angeles, and she is also the host of the Actor Mindset podcast. Amy has also been my mindset mentor for the past few weeks. She's been helping me get transitioned and getting focused in my day-to-day schedule and figuring out what I want and what I need more of in my life. She has been such a helping hand for me, and I know she's going to help so many other people as she starts to take on new clients. But today, we are just going to focus on where our mindset is at and where we're going and what we've been through. We can't ignore any of that. Now, we also have a podcast coming up about mental health. I believe that mindset and mental health coincide, but I didn't want to cram all of the things about mental health into one episode. So you are getting the first of two episodes. So Amy today and I are going to talk about acknowledging where we've been over the past year, what we've been through, how we've grown as people in different ways, and we're also going to take care of the part of ourselves that might feel like it was left behind in the last year. We're going to assess our current mindset and where we are in our life, in our career, and how we can make our perfect schedule that we dream of having. And lastly, Amy is going to give us some tips on getting focused on what we can take out of the last 14 months and better ourselves for the future. So without further ado, please enjoy Amy McNabb. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk to me. Heck yeah. I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, this is this is an exciting thing. I really want to touch base with people who can potentially help others in this space right now. And I think you're absolutely one of them. So we're going to talk a little bit about mindset, about things past that we're dealing with, things that are currently in our view and things that we're looking ahead to. And so we, you can kind of help me guide this, but should we first talk about the way all of our mindsets have been affected by the last 14 months? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think it's different for everybody. Obviously we have, it's been a tough time. I mean, it's super weird. I, I mean, like what we're in April, so we're just past a year. Um, and I don't know about you, but like, I remember just feeling like so shocked that life was completely pausing and mm-hmm. 
we were calling that the new normal, right? Because we were like, we all have to get used to this. This is just what it's going to be. We don't know how long it's going to be. And now we're transitioning out of it. Thank God. Like what a gift that we got a vaccine when we did. And yeah. that it's only been a year, you know, it could have been a lot worse and, um, or a lot longer. And now we're like kind of addressing this next phase of new normal. And I think it's, I think it's natural that some people really hated this time <laughs> this last year. <laughs> and I think it's natural that some people needed the break. And I think it's natural that some people are somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's like everybody had their own personal response to it, but I'm betting that there was a lot of personal growth during that time either way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I don't want to skirt over, right? Is as much as this was an incredibly tragic time and life-changing for every single person, whether they lost, lost someone or not, I think there was also a lot of great things that came out of this. Mm -hmm. And I think people are scared often to say, I actually changed for the better in this way. Um, how do we start to say that and accept that we are growing as humans after a year of tragedy? And the four years before that of a president. Cash, casual. Yep. Um, <laughs> drop that in there. <laughs> I think, how do we go about saying that is a really interesting question. I, I guess I can speak to the way that I say it. Cause I definitely have grown and changed over this time. And I know that my, like, for example, my bank account is in better shape and my mm. marriage is in better shape and I am happier in my home than I've ever been. Um, and I'm really lucky to have those things be true. And I learned a ton about myself over this time. When I say those things kind of publicly, you know, I might caveat it with like, I recognize that this last year had a ton of grief, like, and rightfully so for individuals, for the masses, for the world, like this, the term unprecedented times got really old, really fast, but like, this is a unique time to be alive. Like we just are, we're living through history in many ways. And so I think it's good to acknowledge how hard it was, but time still passes, right? Like it's still been a year. You were going to grow as a person over this last year, whether there was a pandemic or not. And I think that the most graceful way to move out of this is to acknowledge how you've grown and changed. I, I would be sad if I were the same that as I was last year, right? Like yeah. time still passed. And that's something that a friend of mine was pointing out about like the world wars that we missed. Right. And like, you imagine like living in Europe during a world war and it's like these bomb threats and this like this crazy violence. And you're like, man, that must've been such like a crazy time. And then you realize it was years, years and years of people just living like that because life keeps going. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think it's important to acknowledge the grief of the last year for you as an individual, for your friends, for your family, for the country, for the world. And then also say a year has passed and life keeps going. And I find it my personal responsibility to be a light in the darkness. And so I think one of the ways to do that is to acknowledge like how you've grown and changed and encourage the people around you to talk about it too. Mm. What about for the people who feel like they have taken steps backward over the last year. I think there's also a lot of actors who feel as though they got stagnant, mm -hmm. who feel like they didn't get to grow in their career. And all of a sudden we have our foot on the accelerator and we're going forward at full speed, right? You know, that, that feeling of being so yeah. behind. Yeah. Well, I think it is unfair to ever think that we're behind because your journey is yours. 
your timeline is yours. There's a coach that I love who says anytime like somebody starts to want to like be on Broadway or something and they come to him, he goes, you're right on time. Welcome. I love that. And he said that to me and I was like, I wanted to cry, right? Because it's not just like encouraging. It's really speaking directly to your heart, which is, you know, you are right on time. This is your timeline. Nobody is measuring you against anybody else except you. So there's that piece of like, nobody's behind. You're right on time. You've got your own timeline. The other thing I think to keep in mind is this weird thing happened at the beginning of the pandemic where we all came together and maybe also all like thought we needed to come out of the pandemic. I don't know, like super hot was like a good example, right? Like everything, yeah. those push-up challenges on Instagram, remember that? Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my God. That feels like so long ago. It was yep. so long ago, but like that was a thing, right? I remember People someone like, tagged me and I was like, I'm never doing 10 push-ups on Instagram for you. Just so you know, I just can't do go. it. I definitely did it and never again. So here we are. Um, like, I mean, like never doing 10 pushups again, period. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so like, so the thing is that like, we all came together. Right. And then there was this like weird movement of like, oh, do you remember all those memes? It was like, like, you know, so-and-so wrote this symphony during quarantine. Who was it? There was some historical figure that they, that people kept referencing, like that their masterpiece was written during a literal quarantine. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a really popular tweet that went around that was this public speaker guy who was like, if you're not working on the projects you've said you've always wanted to work on right now, you're actually not, you don't actually want to do any of those projects in your life. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I don't know who it is, but like, (laughs) I'm like happy to chat with him, but like, that's not fair. Right. Like we have, we are so much more complicated than that. Like we have so many, um, we have so much life that we've lived and so many things come with that. And that includes like emotional traumas and roadblocks and mental roadblocks. And then also includes just like stuff that comes up and priorities change. And it's okay. If like you getting the series regular role, isn't your number one priority all the time. You are, mm-hmm. you're a multifaceted person with a bazillion things that you love and a bazillion people that you love. So it's okay that the priorities change. Um, so for people who are feeling like stagnant, right. Where it's like, man, it's been a year since I acted. And so how am I supposed to like jump back into set or back into auditions and feel really confident? I think that your pace, I think it's like a choose your own pace situation, right? Because if this timeline is yours, you're not trying to catch up to anybody else. So as classes open back up, I think it's important to like hop back into those and to like kind of get your like reps in again. Mm -hmm. But like also I think, something that I really want to encourage people to do and something that I'm doing too is really slow down. And before this all ends, right? Like, I don't know when this whole thing is going to like open up and all of a sudden the world's going to feel the same where we can like touch each other again and it's okay. But (laughs) that's been my measurement for normal. Um, so I don't know when that's going to be, but before that happens, I just really want actors to slow down and look at the last year and ask themselves, what worked? What felt really good for me just as a person? And so maybe it was having slower mornings. Maybe it was taking more time to yourself. Maybe it was prioritizing the people that you love. Maybe it was reading more plays. Maybe it was reading more books. Maybe it was learning how to paint, whatever it was, right? What worked for you? And make sure that that comes with you into the new season, because I don't think it needs to be a zero to 100 kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's gotta be like slow. I think that that's something we need to take away from this year. I think we got to work on just like 
doable steps and doing the things that feel right to you, like being aligned rather than like hustling all the time. We're going to take just a quick second to talk about something that is really important to me. This podcast series is called The New Normal for a reason. We have been through so much. We have adjusted. We have pivoted. We have grown. A lot has changed in the past year, but one of the things that is not changing is the ability to learn new things online constantly and create community. That's why this whole podcast series is sponsored by the new Triple Threat, a membership created by Anala Madrid from Put Me On Self Tape and Alicia Oxy from That One Audition. You guys might have heard me talk about this before, but I kind of want to break it down in detail. What exactly is this membership? There are tons of acting classes online. There are tons of programs with different types for the business, but to have it all combined into a holistic sense to create a career and not just get a job, I think this is one of the first places of its own kind. Anna and Alicia have built this course in three tiers so that each level is as accessible as possible based on your needs and based on the time and money you have to spend. I love anyone who is self-aware of an actor's income and energy level. The tiers consist of the co-star, the guest star, and the series regular. I'm going to focus on the guest star because that's the membership that I personally belong to. I have been a member since the very beginning. I am a huge, huge fan of this. The guest star membership includes access to all of their online courses, including Alicia's classes on character building, Anna's classes on framing for your self-tape, and lighting your self-tape. They are coming out with an editing course as we speak. There is so much available online, and you can take it on your own time. This means you will never, quote unquote, miss a class again. They are available to you as a working actor to fit a working actor schedule. Along with the classes in the guest star membership, you also have access to the twice monthly chats. These are one tech chat with Anna and one general character chat with Alicia. All of the chats I've been on, we've talked about all these topics, but we've also talked about where we're at in the business, what we need in our auditions, what we need help with, advice. It is just a beautiful place to touch base with actors. So not not only do you have these evergreen classes that you can take on your own time, but you're also building a community in these meetups. If you guys are interested in joining me in the guest star membership, they have given us a special discount code. It is linked in my bio on Instagram and it is linked underneath this podcast. It is 77 bucks a month for the membership. I truly don't know the last time I paid less than $100 for an acting class. I am floored by this price. If you guys want to join me, let me know. If you have any questions, please feel free. You can always reach out on Instagram. And I am really excited to see you join me in the new triple threat. Yeah. How would you say, because you and I have been talking about this a lot lately when we do our sessions about staying in your own proverbial lane. So when we have people in social media and, and all around us in different facets sharing, this is what I'm doing and this is how I'm improving and this is how I'm up-leveling and this and that, I'm really happy for everyone. But also sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I'm not doing all of these things also. Mm-hmm. And it really can affect my mental mindset in looking at the world around me because I started to come from like a lack place. Yeah. I think there are a couple elements to that. One, anybody on social media who is not inspiring you, unfollow them or mute them. Like, just do it because you can do that in this day and age in social media. Like, we can do that without 
being like resentful and mean, like it's not mean girly to like protect your mental health in regard to social. So there's that. The second thing is, I think it is really about embracing what's right for you. And if someone has accomplished something that you want, I think that that's a great light on like, I do really want that thing. And it's okay for me to want that thing. And it's okay for me to not be there yet. So there's that. I think if it's people like doing all the things and it's kind of confusing your to-do list and you're like, well, that seems cool. Like I should do that instead of the things that actually work for you. That's a little different. So I think it's kind of like three different things. One, if you're kind of unhealthily checking someone's shit all the time and you're like comparing, 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 I just recommend kind of calling it on that account because Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just not good for you. And also those relationships can change. So there are accounts like for me that I've started following where I was like, man, this person really inspires me. Like I look up to them. And then after a while, I get kind of tired of the fact that I still feel far away from their accomplishments. And Mm -hmm. that's when I go, I'm now checking their Instagram less for inspiration and more for like self-flagellation. And I just, that's when I call it and I'm like, and we need to stop. (laughs) Like you got to have a gauge on what the account is actually doing to you. Mm The second thing is, like I said, if you're looking at someone and you feel inspired, like that's okay that you want something that someone else has, as long as you're not trying to take it from them, right? Like it's okay that you want that and it reminds you what you want. But if you do get to that third kind of phase where you're like getting distracted by other people's hustle that actually isn't in alignment with you, I would kind of call it there too. Like, for example, if I were watching someone who, you know, um, wrote a script and you know got it got it was bought and they're gonna like make it happen right and maybe they're starring in it I would be like man that's really cool also I'm not a writer like that would not be a good place for me to put my energy because it's not mm-hmm. my zone of genius so like that's kind I, of a waste. I know what you mean <laughs> so so writing is not your favorite activity <laughs> um <laughs> Amy's been helping me get through writing a script guys. At least you're writing one. I I wouldn't even know where to start, but well, you start with checked boxes that Amy gives you true little accountability (laughs) system. That's where we start. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel. And then about social specifically, I also think in regard to like staying in your own proverbial lane, which is what you kind of was what you called it. I think it really matters that we check in with the real world. And by that, I mean, nature, like uh, air (laughs) outside, put your phone down, put it in your purse, put it on your desk, leave it at home. Like, I think it's really important to go for walks and to take breaks and to really just take in like life. I know that that sounds like really macro and maybe a little woo woo, but we get really, really stuck in our computers and in our phones and even in like our vision boards and our to-do list and our goals. And I think it's really important to check out from that and to check in with something bigger than you. And if you believe in something higher power, E, if you believe in God or the universe or something bigger than you check in with that, if you don't just go outside and look at the trees, my old acting teacher used to say, I think it was in college. He was like, you know, when you kind of get caught up in your stuff, like go outside and look at a tree. You didn't make that thing grow. That thing grew on its own. Look at all the stuff you're not in control of. You're fine. Like there's a bigger world than you. And I think one of the ways that I know that I've been checking in with that is like getting outside, even in just my parking lot, like getting outside. Yeah. 
Are there other things that you have or could recommend to people for setting themselves up to six for success in this new normal? Because we are kind of vaccinated masks are still on, but then we're still hearing sad things like the arc light is closing and other things have made (laughs) me cry this past week. And, uh, it's still, you know, nothing's going to be, we're not going to be the same we were before. I don't think ever again, I think certain things will still come into play. Yeah. Uh, so how do we move forward with our heads in the right places? Yeah, I think here's the thing. What I do and what I recommend is kind of a blend of really practical things Mm -hmm. and somewhat like woo-woo is not the right word, but more like emotional things, like spiritual things. So it's like kind of blend of the two. So my first instinct is like on a practical level, as we come out of this, um, the exercise that I am loving and I'm, you know, I did it with you and I do it with myself and with other people and other clients is basically write out your week right now in general what it looks like in your day-to-day, just like already what you have. And then get a fresh piece of paper and write out what your dream week would look like. So, you know, maybe, you know, for me, like voiceover, right? So like, let's say I want to be in like be working voiceover three days a week. And I want to be, I don't know, hanging out with my husband one day a week. And I want one day where nobody talks to me. And I want one day where I run a marathon. Like none of these things are, I don't know. We got a little (laughs) off track, but like, you know, let's say you like set up, that's your dream week. And then put the current week on top, like kind of lay it out. Like there's my current week and here's my dream week and start to see where you can kind of meld them together. Like where can you incorporate some of the dream week things into your current week? And then what I do is like, when I get kind of like a blended week of like, okay, my day job stuff is still in there because I have to have that, but I also have like podcast stuff and that makes me really happy. Right. I put like a little arrow next to the stuff I want more of that points up and a little arrow that points down for the stuff I want less of. Just so I'm reminded that like, you know, some of my like day job stuff isn't forever. Like I'm not going to be doing this for the rest of my life if it doesn't make me happy. Mm -hmm. And if it does make me happy, I can call in more of that. Like it's okay for me to want more of that in my week. Yeah. I think that'll be really nice for people to know because I know so many people and I've gone through this transition as well and am now shifting in different directions, but going back to work, Mm. uh, really hits people really hard at this time and makes them realize that they don't want to do their day jobs Mm -hmm. and they don't want to be a part of the restaurant business anymore, or they don't want to go take care of someone else's house or whatever it is. And I think it's hitting harder because we had so much time to look at ourselves and to try and live these weeks where like we got extra time to be creatives or to move our furniture around or cook or or whatever it was or rest. And, and everyone was worried about finances and we were concerned. We got to go back to work. We got to get money. And then we were handed this opportunity to go back to work. And there's a lot of feelings coming up where people don't want to go. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard that from a couple people and I think that this is kind of where like the theme for me is like hustle versus alignment. So day jobs are inevitable until we're making a full-time living from acting, which Mm -hmm. as you know, is hard and 
not rare, but like it's a it's a something that we we don't have full control over, right? Because like we don't have control over the outcome of our auditions. We can only control the effort that goes into them. So I don't want to discourage anybody. A full-time like career as an actor is totally possible. It's just totally. not necessarily everybody's reality right now. Um, especially not right now, right? Because we're like coming out of the pandemic. Um, but like I guess where I sit is reminding yourself that everything is temporary, the good and the bad. You get to decide how long you stay in something. So there are a lot of different options for day jobs, like a lot. And so if you have to go back to a restaurant or if you have to go back to the front desk at a gym or you have to go back to something that you hate, maybe you really hate the kids you babysit, like that's definitely happened to me. (laughs) You know, like let's say you have to go back to one of those things. Create an exit strategy. Start looking around for other things. Look at your skill set and say like, what am I good at? What do I like doing that I can maybe get paid for? Come up with almost like a little elevator pitch for what you're looking for and then tell everybody you know what you're looking for. Because somebody has a connection and it will come along. And I remember like the first job I got out of college when I moved to New York was a waitress in Times Square and I fucking hated it. And I remember the bartender telling me that she was like, you need an exit strategy because if you know that you're leaving soon, then you can show up to work every day. Yeah. So that, that I like, I have my little like soapbox about day jobs because like, I think it's, I think that everybody can find a day job that they enjoy that pays them well. Work is still work. Like work's still going to suck on Mondays. Like that's okay. But that's my little soapbox about day jobs. But like, just know that you're not alone in this feeling of like, I don't want to go back to work. Like I really like hanging out. <laughs> like I get that. Yeah. Um, you're not alone. Everything's temporary. And can you incorporate some of the elements from the last year that you really loved into your schedule? So if it's like, man, I really loved that I got to wake up slowly. Can you find a day job or shifts that are in the afternoon so that you can still keep that morning routine maybe that you developed, or Mm -hmm. maybe you draw a boundary with work and say, you know, I don't work on Sundays. Um, you know, any other day I'm available, but on Sundays I don't. And then you keep Sundays as yours. Mm -hmm. I think these breaks for our brain and these breaks for our, our brains and our spirits and like our hearts are what allow us to show up more fully to our creativity and more fully to our acting careers. So that's where I would start. Yeah. And for our actors who are, I think some people found out during this time that they're not sure if they want to be actors. Yeah. There are so many people who feel that way. Yeah. And I want to really open up that conversation because I know that some of them are still listening to this podcast Yeah, and they're still fluctuating. And there is the stigma that comes with changing your mind mm. about acting that it feels like I'm putting up quotation marks with my fingers, but quitting. Mm-hmm. And it has this stigma around it and this feeling. And yeah. I want to give people like carte blanche to one, move mm-hmm. to wherever you want and still continue your acting if you want it. And also, if you, this doesn't bring you joy right now or at a different time, then you don't have to be doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can speak to this from experience. You know, there, there was definitely, there were a couple of times over the course of the last year where I was like, do I want to do this? Like, I don't know. I genuinely didn't know. And 
I think it is natural for there to be fluctuations with our relationship with acting. So just for people who like maybe were on the fence during the time and then they're like, no, 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 I do. I do want to be an actor. Like I'm going to stick to it. Just so you know, super normal. For those of you listening who are, oh, that made me feel like a radio host. For those of you listening at home, um, sorry. <laughs> for those of you who are feeling like I'm good, right? Like I'm done and I'm like ready to move and I want to go back towards family or further away from family or just like to a different environment than LA or New York or Chicago or Atlanta. I think it's just important for you to embrace what feels right right now like your instincts they know like I have moved from a big city a couple times now but moving from New York to LA I, I it was really hard it was really hard but I knew in my whole body I was like New York is not for me right now it's just not it's just not, I'm so like the, the biggest reason I stayed in New York as long as I did was because I felt pride for like surviving. And yeah. that's not the same as loving your life. I just want to highlight that sentence because I think a lot of people do that in big cities to hold some sort of pride of them, especially like I stayed in LA through the pandemic, but also does it make you happy? Does it fulfill you? Mm-hmm. That's that's, I'm so glad you said that. Well, and I think that's, you know, if that's how you're feeling right now, where you're like, I'm surviving and I'm like proud of that. I'm proud of you too. Surviving is something. Yeah. Great. I'm, I'm proud of you too. Like it's something to be proud of that. You've made it through a season of your life. That was really fucking hard. Like I am really proud of anybody listening to this who feels that way right now. And honestly, I'm proud of everybody listening to this right now. And I'm proud of you and me because this is, has not been an easy season for anybody, even if it has been, even if you have been showered in blessings and gifts and accomplishments in the last year, this has not been an easy year, period. So I'm proud of you too, if you've been surviving in these cities, but like we get one life and you are in charge of yours. So if you're not happy, like most of the time while pursuing acting and you don't feel lit up anymore when you think about auditioning, being on set, doing a voiceover, singing in front of people, being on stage. If none of those things in your career are lighting you up anymore, get out of here, go home, go do something that makes you happy because like your timeline, anything could happen. So like, maybe it looks like you leave LA, you call it on acting. You're always an actor. You will always be an actor. Like that's just true. It's, it's mm-hmm. in who you are. It's in our blood. It's, it is just part of who you are. So you leave LA, you're not actively pursuing acting anymore. You move to Denver, you get a job in marketing and you absolutely love it for five years. And then you go, oh my God, I still, I want to be pursuing acting again. Now you take that life experience, you bundle it up, you pack and you come back to LA and you do it again, or you try a market somewhere else. Like the industry isn't going anywhere. Like even after a year where like shit shut down, entertainment is never going to go anywhere because we all need it. We all need distractions and we need stories and we need people showing us what it looks like to live somebody else's life and to feel other emotions and to sing these songs. Like your story could be 
that you move away, you find a job you love, you get married, you have kids, you stay there. Cool. As long as you're happy, great. It could be you go, you find out that you hate Denver and then you move back to LA. Cool. Love that for you too. Now you know. <laughs> like you could move to a city. Like for me, I always think about the fact that I moved to New York to be on Broadway. Did I ever audition for Broadway? Mm-mm. I let all my fears get in the way. That sucks. So I came to LA and I don't let my fear get in the way as much. It still shows up sometimes, but like I made different choices because what I've, what I learned in LA and I'm sorry, what I learned in New York, right? Like that doesn't make me a failure in New York. It means that I got the lessons I needed for LA. So sometimes I go, maybe I'll just like take a break. And then like in 15 years, I'm going to fit my casting of like mom very well, like <laughs> on Broadway, like character, acty mom, funny, human, like you can be an actor at any age. And to be honest, the industry will be less saturated with people the older you are. <laughs> like, like all of us are in our twenties being like, gotta be an actor this second. And there's yes. a bazillion of us. So you actually have like more likelihood of being able to do it later in life. So I don't, I don't think you have to let go of it entirely. If you don't want to, the last thing I'll say on this topic is something my mom said to me, I think when I was in high school, where she like heard about this I think it was like so 90s. She was like, I was listening to the radio and this woman called in and she was upset. She was a singer and she was upset that she had never like done it professionally, that she had never um, really like made a living out of it. And the radio host was like, do you sing at all right now? And she was like, yeah, I sing, you know, twice a week at this like club down the street from me, this like jazz club down the street from me. And she was like, do you love doing that? And she goes, yeah. Yeah, I do. She was like, okay, what do you do for work? And she said it and she's like, do you like your job? She's like, yeah, I like my job. Do you like your, your husband, your family? Yeah. I love them. She's like, you sound pretty successful to me. And the woman was like, oh my God, you're right. I, I get to do what I love every weekend. Right. Without the pressure of the industry kind of hustle and bustle. So I just also want to remind everybody that like the arts will continue to be a part of your life no matter what, like my mom is a award-winning community theater stage manager. I love that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and she like works at a bank, like, you know, like, so like anything is possible. You get to build the life that you want. So if you are walking away from like a chapter of your life, just know that like, it's only like onward and upwards from here. Like there are only good things and better things coming because you're making a choice in alignment with what you want and what you want right now. Oh, that informs so much of this conversation. We're going to wrap things up, but is there any other tidbits or tips or anything you want to leave us with us before we end this mini episode? Obviously, we're going to direct everyone to your podcast that's full of all of this and more, um, yeah. but is there anything you want to leave us with? Um, I think just the two things that I, uh, there are a couple things that are, that are sticking with me right now. One is as we move out of this, you can't control the outcome, but you can control your effort and your effort is made better by taking really good care of yourself. And that's different for everybody. So if that's a matter of like taking more breaks or resting more or spending more time with people you love or being creative for the sake of being creative and not putting it out there anywhere, like do what's right for you to take care of yourself because, um, your effort and your work and your output will be made better for that. Thank you so much. This was so, so informative and really lovely to just talk to you. You're so welcome. I like talking to you too. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. And thank you for supporting our sponsor, The New Triple Threat. You guys know you can always talk with me all the time at One Broke Actress on Instagram and check out anything that's going on at onebrokeactress.com. And I will talk to you guys next week.